Support for the Cyber Case Files podcast comes from Trailblazing Love. Are you looking for a unique and thrilling date night experience with your significant other? Look no further than Trailblazing Love. Our outdoor adventure boxes are designed to provide couples with an unforgettable experience in nature. Each box is carefully curated with a variety of activities and surprises, from guided hikes to stargazing to gourmet snacks and drinks. Whether you're a seasoned outdoors enthusiast or just looking to try something new, our boxes offer something for everyone. Best of all, our boxes can be enjoyed anywhere, from a local park to a remote wilderness area. Simply choose your location and let the adventure begin. So why not spice up your next date night with trailblazing love? Order your box today and get ready for an unforgettable outdoor adventure with your loved one. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Support for the Cyber Case Files podcast comes from Engage AI. Join over 15,000 LinkedIn power users and supercharge your social selling with Engage AI. Imagine effortlessly writing insightful comments that break the ice and build relationships with prospects. With Engage AI as your comment writing assistant, you'll save precious time while achieving conversions with every added touchpoint. Give Engage AI a spin and transform your LinkedIn conversations into powerful conversion tools today. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Support for the Cyber Case Files podcast comes from The Racing Recap. Are you a Formula One fan but can't keep up with all the news? We created a weekly email that gets you up to date in five minutes. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Support for the Cyber Case Files podcast comes from every week. Join over 34,000 dropshippers discovering top 10 winning products every week. Our AI, Zora, analyzes over 1 billion data points weekly to help you succeed. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Support for the Cyber Case Files podcast comes from Sesame Care. Find the best price for the highest quality physicians. Book an appointment in minutes for as low as $19. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Support for the Cyber Case Files podcast comes from Shut the Box Dice Game. Dating back to 12th century France, sailors cherished playing Shut the Box Game. In modern times whether you're camping with friends or relaxing with family, you'll have endless fun with this easy-to-learn game. Buy two, get one free, plus free shipping within the United States. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Support for the Cyber Case Files podcast comes from Snake River Farms. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or a beginner to beef, the pioneers of American Wagyu have got you covered with $25 off your order. Receive $25 off orders of over $149 with code SWAPSRF at Snake River Farms. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Support for the Cyber Case Files podcast comes from Software. Software lets you stop waiting for developers so that you can build software without devs blazingly fast. It is trusted by over 100,000 teams worldwide. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Support for the Cyber Case Files podcast comes from Deal. Compliantly hire anyone, anywhere, in five minutes with Deal. Deal is your one-stop shop for hiring, paying, and managing your remote team. We stay on top of local labor laws across the world to ensure compliance and mitigate risk so that you don't have to. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. 
Hello, my name is Bidio Miologunde and you're listening to episode 15 of the Cyber Case Files podcast. On this episode, I'll discuss a series of intriguing cases. The first one is a scenario involving Russian nationals being accused of hacking a cryptocurrency exchange and secretly running another cryptocurrency exchange. Then I'll talk about Microsoft's decision to pay a hefty civil penalty of 20 million US dollars following alleged breaches of children's privacy laws. Then I'll talk about the indictment of an Air National Guardsman for unlawful revelation of classified national defense information. I'll talk about the apprehension and charges brought against a Russian national who was suspected of conspiring to execute lockbit ransomware attacks on US and foreign entities. And finally, I'll discuss the announcement made by the Justice Department regarding the establishment of a new National Security Cyber Section within the National Security Division. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. Part 1. From Russia with Code on June 9, the U.S. Justice Department announced charges concerning the 2011 hacking of cryptocurrency exchange Mt. Gox and the running of illicit cryptocurrency platform BTCE. Court documents reveal that two Russian nationals, 43-year-old Alexei Bilyuchenko and 29-year-old Alexander Werner, were indicted for their part in laundering around 647 thousand bitcoins following the Mt. Gox breach. Bilyuchenko was also charged with conspiring with Alexander Vinik to manage BTCE from 2011 to 2017. Assistant Attorney General Kenneth A. Polite Jr. of the Justice Department's Criminal Division stated that the indictment symbolizes a significant step forward in two crucial cryptocurrency probes. As by the charges from 2011, Bilyuchenko and Werner were instrumental in stealing a large quantity of cryptocurrency from Mt. Gox, therefore leading to its eventual bankruptcy. With the spoils from the Mt. Gox operation, Bilyuchenko allegedly played a role in establishing the infamous BTCE Digital Currency Exchange, which was a hub for laundering funds for cybercriminals across the globe. He added that these charges underscored the department's consistent commitment to holding illicit actors within the cryptocurrency ecosystem accountable and preventing the misuse of the financial system. In the Southern District of New York, an indictment suggested that in September 2011, Bilyuchenko, Werner, and their cohorts allegedly breached the server containing the cryptocurrency wallets of Mt. Gox. At the time, the exchange was the largest of its kind, serving thousands of users globally. They allegedly used this unauthorized access to steal a significant number of bitcoins, about 647,000 bitcoins. They were then laundered primarily through bitcoin addresses associated with accounts they controlled on two other online bitcoin exchanges. The indictment also points out a scheme where Bilyuchenko, Werner, and their associates purportedly entered into a sham contract to provide alleged advertising services to a Bitcoin brokerage service based in the Southern District of New York. 
This arrangement served to conceal and liquidate the stolen bitcoins. It involved requesting the brokerage to make substantial wire transfers into various offshore bank accounts. As a result, more than 6.6 million US dollars was allegedly transferred to these offshore accounts, which were controlled by Bilyuchenko, Werner, and their co-conspirators. In the Northern District of California, court documents indicate that Bilyuchenko collaborated with Vinik and others to run the BTCE exchange from 2011 until it was closed by law enforcement officers in July 2017. During this period, BTCE was one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges globally. It was a major conduit for cybercriminals to transfer, launder, and store proceeds from their illegal activities. The charges brought against Bilyuchenko and Werner in the Southern District of New York include conspiracy to commit money laundering. Meanwhile, in the Northern District of California, Bilyuchenko is charged with money laundering, conspiracy, and operating an unlicensed money services business. The investigators and prosecutions are being handled by a collaborative effort of the U.S. Attorney's Offices for the Southern District of New York and the Northern District of California, the FBI, the IRS Criminal Investigation, the U.S. Secret Service Criminal Investigative Division, and Homeland Security Investigations, HSI, along with the Justice Department's Office of International Affairs. Part 2. Microsoft's $20 million Mea Culpa On June 12, the U.S. Department of Justice and the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, declared a resolved lawsuit against Microsoft. This pertains to the company's data collection and retention processes from minors using their Xbox Live service. The judicially approved order mandates Microsoft to pay a civil fine of 20 million US dollars in addition to enforcing preventative measures to rectify allegations of the company breaching the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, COPA, and the corresponding COPA rule via the Xbox Live platform, which is a network for online interaction on Xbox gaming consoles. The claim, which was filed in the Western District of Washington's U.S. District Court, posits that Microsoft knowingly continued to accumulate personal data, such as phone numbers from users identified as children, before informing parents about their data collection practices or acquiring their consent. Moreover, the claim suggests that even though Microsoft did notify parents to some degree, the communication was insufficient hence not complying with COPA rules prerequisites. It was also alleged that Microsoft unlawfully held personal data for an extended duration from children who initiated but did not finish setting up Xbox Live accounts. Principal Deputy Assistant Attorney General Brian Boynton, the head of the Civil Division of the Justice Department, underscored the necessity of digital companies delivering comprehensive and prompt explanations about data collection practices before obtaining children's personal data, enabling parents to make informed decisions. He affirmed both the Justice Department and the FTC's dedication to guarantee companies' adherence to laws intended to maintain children's privacy online. 
U.S. Attorney Nick Brown for the Western District of Washington State highlighted that the settlement obliged Microsoft to effectively inform parents about their child's data and establish mechanisms for overseeing Microsoft's adherence to online child privacy federal laws. He said that by doing so, it enhances online safety for children. He lauded Microsoft for swiftly admitting to unlawful data collection and retention from minors under the age of 13 and also taking remedial actions. Samuel Levine, the director of the FTC's Bureau of Consumer Protection, added that the proposed order aids parents in shielding their children's privacy on Xbox while restraining the kind of information Microsoft can gather and retain about children. He stressed that children's avatars, biometric data, and health information are unequivocally not exempt from COPA. This case was managed by trial attorney Catherine M. Ho, senior trial attorney James T. Nelson, and assistant director Lisa K. Xiao from the Consumer Protection Branch of the Civil Division, along with assistant U.S. attorney Rebecca S. Cohen for the Western District of Washington. The FTC is represented by Megan Cox and Peter Maggi. Part 3. Behind the Guardsman's Secret On June 15, a U.S. Air National Guard member based in Massachusetts was indicted by a Boston federal grand jury for allegedly retaining and distributing classified national defense information on social media. This activity purportedly began in 2022 and continued until his apprehension in April 2023. 21-year-old Jack Douglas Teixeira from North Dighton, Massachusetts, faces six counts of willful retention and dissemination of classified national defense information. Teixeira was taken into custody on April 13, 2023, and a criminal complaint charged him with unauthorized removal and retention of classified documents and the transmission of national defense information. U.S. District Court Magistrate Judge David H. Hennessy upheld the government's motion for detention on May 19, 2023, and Teixeira remains in federal custody. According to the indictment, Jack Teixeira was given access to classified national defense information by the U.S. government, information that, if leaked, could cause exceptionally grave damage to national security. Teixeira is accused of sharing information with unauthorized social media users therefore allegedly violating U.S. law and jeopardizing national security. FBI Director Christopher Wray said that the allegations pointed to a severe breach of trust by those entrusted with security clearances to safeguard classified information and our nation's secrets. Director Ray reiterated the FBI and their partners' commitment to holding accountable those who compromise our national security and global allies' safety. Acting U.S. Attorney Joshua S. Levi for the District of Massachusetts emphasized that unauthorized handling and distribution of classified information pose a threat to our nation's security. He stressed the fundamental responsibility of individuals granted access to classified materials to protect this information for the safety of the U.S., its citizens, military personnel, and allies. According to the charges, 
Teixeira joined the U.S. Air National Guard in September 2019 and obtained a top-secret security clearance in 2021. He is alleged to have improperly retained and transmitted classified national defense information and or sensitive compartmented information starting in or around January 2022. He purportedly knew this could harm the U.S. or benefit a foreign nation and shared it on social media with unauthorized individuals. The charges allege that Teixeira shared the classified national defense information in two ways. Firstly, he allegedly accessed classified documents from a secured workstation in the Otis U.S. Air National Guard base, transcribed this information, and shared it on social media. He is also accused of posting images of classified documents, which clearly displayed classification markers like secret, top secret, and SCI designations. One such document was allegedly discovered digitally in an account linked to Teixeira. Each charge of unauthorized retention and transmission of national defense information could result in up to 10 years in prison, a maximum of three years supervised release, and fines of up to 250,000 US dollars. The US sentencing guidelines and other statutory factors will guide the final sentence determination by a federal judge. The case is under investigation by the FBI's Boston and Washington field offices with valuable contributions from the Naval Criminal Investigative Service, NCIS, and the Air Force Office of Special Investigations. Assistant U.S. Attorneys Nadine Pellegrini, Jared C. Dolan, Jason A. Casey for the District of Massachusetts, and Trial Attorney Christina A. Clark of the National Security Division's Counterintelligence and Export Control Section are leading the prosecution. Part 4. The Lockbit Conspiracy On June 15, the U.S. Justice Department announced charges against a Russian citizen due to his alleged role in instigating a series of Lockbit ransomware and additional cyber attacks on victim computers located in the U.S., Asia, Europe, and Africa. The individual in question is 20-year-old Rosalind Magomedovich Astamirov, a resident of the Chechen Republic. Deputy Attorney General Lisa O. Monaco stressed the Justice Department's continuous dedication to taking ransomware criminals to task, using this second lockbit-related apprehension in half a year as an example. She asserted that the Department will persist in employing all available resources to disrupt cybercrime, adding that while cybercriminals might continue evading capture, they cannot remain hidden indefinitely. The criminal complaint filed in the District of New Jersey alleges that between August 2020 and March 2023, Astamirov purportedly conspired with others in the Lockbit ransomware operation to perpetrate wire fraud and intentionally harm protected computers by distributing and demanding ransom via ransomware. The complaint indicates Astamirov personally initiated at least five attacks on victim computers domestically and internationally. 
U.S. Attorney Philip R. Selinger for the District of New Jersey stated that Astamirov is the third individual to face charges from his office in relation to the Global Lockbit Ransomware Initiative and the second to be detained. He added that Lockbit conspirators and other ransomware actors cannot expect to remain anonymous online and that they will persist in collaborating with law enforcement partners to identify and prosecute such criminals. According to the complaint, the Lockbit ransomware variant emerged around January 2020. Lockbit operators have orchestrated over 1,400 attacks on victims in the US and globally, demanding over 100 million US dollars in ransom and receiving tens of millions in actual ransom payments, typically in Bitcoin. Astamirov allegedly possessed and utilized a variety of email addresses, IP addresses, and other online provider accounts in the course of his Lockbit-related activities. These tools allowed him and his co-conspirators to distribute Lockbit ransomware and communicate with their victims. In at least one instance, authorities traced a portion of a victim's ransom payment to a virtual currency address controlled by Astamirov. FBI Deputy Director Paul Abate pledged the Bureau's commitment to tracking down ransomware criminals like Astamirov who exploit vulnerable cyber environments and inflict harm on victims. He emphasized their collaboration with federal and international partners in a sustained effort to dismantle such ransomware operations, vowing to utilize every resource to prevent this type of malicious activity. Astamirov faces charges of conspiring to commit wire fraud and conspiring to intentionally damage protected computers while transmitting ransom demands. If found guilty, he could receive a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison for the first charge and up to 5 years for the second charge. Both charges could also lead to a fine of $250,000 or twice the gain or loss from the offense, whichever amount is larger. This announcement follows two previous instances of Lockbit-related charges from the District of New Jersey. Other international partners, including Europol's European Cybercrime Center, Eurojust, National Police Agency of Japan, cybercrime agencies in France, the UK, Switzerland, Germany, and Sweden, also provided critical assistance. The case is being prosecuted by trial attorney Jessica C. Peck and Jorge Gonzalez of the Criminal Division's Computer Crime and Intellectual Property Section, along with Assistant U.S. Attorneys Andrew M. Trombley, Vinay Limbakia, and David E. Malagold for the District of New Jersey's Cybercrime Unit in Newark. Significant assistance was also provided by the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Arizona and the Justice Department's Office of International Affairs. For those who are falling victim to Lockbit ransomware, the Department of Justice advises them to contact their local FBI field office and visit StopRansomware.gov for additional information. Part 5. Cybersecurity Reinforced On June 20, the U.S. Justice Department unveiled the formation of the National Security Cyber Section, colloquially known as NATSEC Cyber, as part of its National Security Division. 
this new litigation branch has secured congressional approval and was established in light of the primary conclusions in Deputy Attorney General Lisa O. Monaco's comprehensive cyber review, which took place back in July 2022. Assistant Attorney General Matthew G. Olson from the Justice Department's National Security Division highlighted that Natec Cyber will equip the Justice Department with the necessary strength and institutional framework to execute the department's crucial functions in this domain. He emphasized that the new unit will empower the NSD to escalate the magnitude and pace of disruption campaigns and prosecutions against state-backed cyber threats, cyber criminals funded by nations, associated money launderers, and other cyber-enabled threats jeopardizing national security. The National Security Cyber Section is designed to enhance the Justice Department's ability to disrupt and react to malevolent cyber activities and to foster interdepartmental and cross-government collaborations to combat the escalating complexity and intensity of cyber threats from hostile nation-state adversaries. The section is set to reinforce collaboration with significant partners, particularly the Criminal Division's Computer Crimes and Intellectual Property Section, CCIPS, and the FBI's Cyber Division. It will act as a beneficial resource for prosecutors in 94 U.S. Attorney's Offices and 56 FBI field offices nationwide. Assistant Attorney General Olson expressed that addressing highly sophisticated cyber threats often demands considerable time and resources. He added that Natec Cyber will function as a hub equipped to invest in the extensive and intricate investigative work required for early-stage cases. The announcement came on the heels of recent victories in identifying, confronting, and neutralizing national security cyber threats. These victories include the indictment of a suspected cyber criminal responsible for ransomware attacks on U.S. critical infrastructure, and the disruption of a top-tier cyber espionage malware tool used by the Russian government. So to wrap up, on this episode I discussed a series of intriguing topics, a scenario where Russian nationals were accused of hacking a cryptocurrency exchange and then secretly running another cryptocurrency exchange. I talked about Microsoft's decision to pay a hefty civil penalty of 20 million US dollars following alleged breaches of children's privacy laws. I discussed the indictment of an Air National Guardsman for unlawful revelation of classified national defense information. I talked about the apprehension and charges brought against a Russian national who was suspected of conspiring to execute Lockbit ransomware attacks on US and foreign entities. And finally, I talked about the announcement made by the Justice Department regarding the establishment of a new National Security Cyber Section within the National Security Division. So that's all I have for this episode 15 of the Cyber Case Files podcast. Thanks for listening. (music) 